America's current nuclear strategy is a deterrent strategy based on the idea that nobody can win a nuclear war without mutual annihilation. And this has been the strategy since the 1960s, based entirely on an all-out nuclear attack from Russia. But this is a problem for the U.S., because Russia is playing by their own set of rules. A key element to America's nuclear deterrent system is our Ohio-class nuclear submarines, which were all built in the 1980s and armed with Trident missiles that cannot reach any Russian targets from port, which is where most of them remain, despite Russia's threats of nuclear war. The Russians, on the other hand, have intercontinental ballistic missiles loaded onto their submarines, which are capable of reaching the United States even when docked at port. But they are not at port. Russia has made their nuclear submarines actively ready for war with NATO. We reportedly have only four on patrol at all times, because the main element of America's nuclear deterrent is our aging land-based nuclear umbrella, designed specifically for mutual assured destruction, a doomsday machine. This outdated system has gone untested for over 30 years, while Russia has continued their testing, as well as continued to build thousands of advanced tactical nukes while the U.S. has decreased its own stockpile to below 200. Biden has assured Putin that a nuclear war can never be won, even though the United States itself has already proven otherwise. So is it really that mad to assume a possible victory? We know that the Earth can withstand it. There has already been over 2,000 nuclear bombs detonated on Earth, mostly underwater, underground, and in the upper atmosphere. But it's clear that the Earth's atmosphere can take it. American media is even suggesting it would be good for the environment. But the West could potentially be defeated with only one nuke. Russia has released videos of a strategy wherein they could detonate an underwater nuke to create a tsunami that would devastate the United Kingdom. But there is a strategy far more simple that they could deploy. A surprise attack with a super EMP weapon could bring the United States and Europe to their knees in an instant. A large enough nuke detonated in our upper atmosphere could fry the entire electrical grid, which is already in need of repair. This type of super EMP is capable of an electromagnetic pulse that can emit up to 150,000 volts per square meter, which is three times the amount our military systems are shielded for. An EMP attack like this could quite easily cripple our military communications, keeping the U.S. from waging any sort of counterstrike. The payload required for a super EMP could be launched from a submarine at hypersonic speeds and could also be hidden on board a satellite. An EMP payload could have already been discreetly delivered into our atmosphere by Russia, China, or the United States, and once detonated, would first take out all other satellites, leaving all evidence of the true perpetrator undetectable, so it could be blamed on anyone. And with the CCP-owned Biden administration openly vying for the Great Reset, it would seem that taking down the entire public grid could actually serve their Build Back Better agenda. Why on earth would the world care if America was silenced and put to sleep? Average Americans seem to enjoy the endless illegal wars. 
The mercenaries are now clamoring for a few more bloody dollars. The liberals are celebrating a world war with Russia. And the Republicans are cheering for Elon Musk, who has used his alliance with NASA, which was founded by Nazis, to serve the neo-Nazi battalions in Ukraine against Russia. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Thank you for watching the latest Greg Reese Report. Be sure to go to reesreport.com to see my latest videos, sign up for my free newsletter, and subscribe for exclusive content. Well, good morning, you all. Um, it's actually Monday, which is like totally weird because that's supposed to be my day off. But you know how a day off is when you're self-employed and you own your own business. Uh, I remember hearing that in, in college one time from a professor. He goes, well, when you own your own business, you get to work half a day. And he goes, you pick which 12 hours that is. And, and it always struck me. It's like, yeah, everybody's like, oh, easy money. And, oh, you just take as much time off as you want. Yeah, well, that is true. I can take off as much time as I want. But I don't want to go bankrupt either. So, therefore, I can't take off much time at all. So, anyway, that's Monday. And I got I to gotta go do some errands, drop off my dump trailer, and then... Uh, do a measure and then drive to Tombstone, which is always a nice drive, and um, do another measure. Actually, doing some work for some people up in Tombstone that have, uh, they work in the movie industry, and uh, they're doing some of the, the filming out here um, by J6, which is it's an old movie studio, kind of like old Tucson. And stuff, and, and um, I think the family that owns Karchner Caverns um, own that land at the movie studio. I, th I think I'm not sure, but they just filmed a, a, a western out there, which uh, I was watching him make uh, Confederate money or something like that, big old bills and stuff, and printing them real nice and having to cut them and all that for the movie and. It's pretty damn cool, actually. So they're they're working on uh, that, and I think there'll be a premiere pretty soon, which they came in and said, hey, we'll be doing a premiere. And I was like, I want to be there because I'm a red carpet whore. No, I'm not, but I think it's neat. I can't remember. Most of the actors are not like super duper. Like you'd go, oh, wow, Jason Stepman's going to be in the movie? No, it's, it's just... Really good actors and people that do a lot of the acting out in old to or in uh, Tombstone and the in the reenactments and stuff will, are are part of it. And then there's some there's some A-listers, but you know not like super duper known, you know, like Kevin Costner. Even though Kevin Costner has filmed around here before, and I know his horse handler for like Open Range and some of those movies that Costner's made that uh, we did a lot of work for. He, he uh, I don't know what they call him, but he's got a lot of horses and access to horses and horse ranches and he trains riders and stuff. And 
owns a couple of the big uh, reenactment places, one in Tombstone that's very successful, and then one in Tahoe, Reno, something like that. So it's going to be a good movie, I think. You know, it'll it'll be up there with. Uh, I think Tombstone is a really good movie, a lot of entertainment and a lot of history. And if you're a Tombstone fan, the you know the gunfight at the OK Corral and Doc Holliday and all that. I was talking to a historian around here that was saying that uh, the movie Wyatt Earp, Dennis. Quaid was actually did a better reenactment, I guess, of Doc Holliday. Because Doc Holliday was just not a super nice guy. You know, he would uh, pretty much rather shoot you than have a conversation with you. And, and so he wasn't the Val Kilmer kind of Doc Holliday, but they were even a historian said that even the Doc Holliday um, character by Val Kilmer had a lot of his traits. Also, he was just more likable in Tombstone than Dennis Quaid was in White Earp. So, I guess if you watch both of them and scrambled the two characters to make one character that was as mean as a snake, and yet charismatic as, as you know as uh, Val Kilmer was in it then you'd have the real Doc Holliday so anyway it's just totally off what I wanted to talk about today but that movie would be kind of, I wish I could remember the name of the movie you know they, like I said I'll see them later today so um, maybe I'll figure that all out promote it a little bit so I, I'm listening this morning to a guy named uh, Gonzalo Lira. I've talked about him before. And for a while there, he'd gone missing because he was picked up by the Azov or the, the police there. He he lives in Donbass. No. Kirkov. Where the war's really raging now. And, and so they had picked him up and took away his cell phone and his cameras and his, some of his ability to reach out because he was talking about, you know, more in favor of Russia because he, he believes in why Russia did what they did and and just pointing out some of the bullshit coming out from some of the left, not really attacking in a hostile way, you know, the Nazis and all that, but definitely or Zelensky. And so they, they arrested him for a few days. And people had thought they'd caught him and killed him. But I guess he was arrested by the police, not the military. And so they basically gave him a slap on the wrist and said, you know, if you don't want to end up dead, knock it off. So he, he's hard to find now because he's he's got a, a YouTube channel again. And... Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's just under Gonzalo Lira, and there's a picture of him standing there in his logo. Looks like he's set, standing there on a pier or something. I get that vibe from it, but it's hard to tell. And uh, like the red, maroon kind of 
translucent background that's a, a tra- you know, fade from one color to the other kind of thing. And he does a lot of videos now back on Lair Air. And he, he, was, he was talking about something that I found fascinating, and maybe you will too, but not too many people are as fucked up in the head as I am. But uh, he, was, he was talking about the John McCain kind of generation, Kerry, those guys. They, they didn't earn that power of America that like the greatest generation did World War One and World War Two, and uh, so they really didn't have a clue how to how to use that that American power. And I and I and I thought you know I've never looked at it that way because America became great during the Industrial Revolution and they understood free markets and and not capitalism. But they, they, they allowed it to be called capitalism, just like we allow America to be called a democracy when we're not. And the words are similar, but if you put them under a microscope, they're, they're worlds apart. So we're not a democracy. It's The word democracy is not used in the Constitution at all or any of the founding documents, you know, which is the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. They don't use the word democracy, republic. So there's a difference, even though when you talk to people like Tucker Carlson and them, and a lot of them, they'll go, yeah, but we, we elect our, our leaders in a democratic way. Well, yeah, if you, if you mean democracy is voting, then yeah, we vote. But we don't vote for a president, and we shouldn't be voting for senators. And, and so now that we've bastardized that portion of our constitution so much you could kind of say over the generations that oh we're a democracy but we're not so capitalism was the same thing a free market and capitalism seem to be quite similar but they're not when you drill down and put them under a microscope you'll see there's glaring differences in capitalism it can be the evil that it is today but free markets are not evil. They just like a republic cannot be corrupted. A, a a democracy can. Free markets can't be corrupted like capitalism. You know, especially when you marry big government with you know capitalism. You know, you marry it with the free market and then it becomes capitalism, the bastard child. And so it, it you know, we were, we were free market. And then it was like, I talk to you, I come to your house, I measure it. You go, this is what I want. This is what I can afford. And I go, this is what I got. This is what I can do. And then we come to a free understanding to where it's win-win. Capitalism usually ends up being win-lose where the, the rich fuck wins and you, the poor medium person loses. So we've allowed it to be bastardized those those words and and i was looking at what gonzalo lira said and he goes you know we didn't we inherited that power and if you've ever known people like i've known big ranchers when i used to live up and up by the white mountains and there was a ranch it was literally land mass size the biggest cattle ranch in america now it wasn't because they had so many fucking cows they had a lot of cows but 
in in that part of the state, it requires forty acres per one head of cattle. Whereas in some places, like even around here, it's probably 10, 15 acres per head of cattle because there's more grass. There's more for them to eat. Out there, it was kind of sparse. And they'd even take big, you know, bulldozers with, you know, anchor chains tied between them and drag like thousands of acres just to destroy all the, like the, the cedar trees and stuff, which are more like a bush. You know, they're trees, but... And then they'd pile them all up so the sun could get to the grass and grow more grass. And then they did all kinds of ranching techniques that they'd learned in Israel, how to divide it up into more like circles and then move the cows around and stuff. So they might have got it down to 35 acres per head of cattle, which in a ranch that big that covered an entire county almost, you know, that savings of five five acres per head might give you another thousand head or more so they they were big 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 cattle ranchers excuse my close-up hi um and so they the, the 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 grandparents had built this ranch you know with their own two hands and they'd literally you know worked the ranch and rode horses all over the fucking county keeping track of their cattle and making sure they were fed and they weren't being, you know, absconded by, you know, cattle ranchers, rustlers and stuff. And then the next, you know, the kids from that generation grew up tough. And, you know, that was their way of life. And so they were pretty hardcore also. But not quite as much because as, the, you know, as time moved on, they didn't ride horses much. They rode quads and and they had, you know, better trucks that could just rip around and four-wheel drives. And, and so they, and they could drill wells easier and everything became a little easier. They were probably the last generation that had their shit together. Their kids, you know, the, the grandkids and great-grandkids of the original founders of that ranch, they just became kind of fuck-ups. You know, they, they didn't sell off the ranch, but they did sell, well, they did sell off the ranch. They, they kept it, but they sold it off. So we owned 80 acres there. And as long as we didn't fence it, their cows still could graze. That was part of the land laws in the area. And cattle laws are pretty fucking harsh in Arizona, in Arizona and a lot of parts where, you know, there's mining laws and cattle laws that have not changed in 100 or 200 years. It's just like, if you don't fence it, his cows can eat on it. It's free range. Free grazing, I think is what it's called. So anyway, you could see a shift, you know, that they had decided, well, we got to get all this land off of the tax records because we're now liable for it because they owned all that. And before they started doing property taxes and being a bunch of cunts running the state and the county, they, they didn't have to worry about each acre earning so much money to pay its taxes. So they just, well, we'll just sell it. And they, they did, you know, those 40-acre roads everywhere or sections and then smaller roads. And they sold the fuck out of all that land. But they could still graze it. And nobody was going to move out in the middle of BFE and nowhere 
and put up a fence. It's not why you went out there. You didn't care if some cow was eating your fucking grass. Unless you were a vegetarian, maybe. So, you know. So they, you know, now I found out that a couple of the, the, the kids, you know, because people I knew were the, were the parents of the, of, the, of the grandkids. You know, they, they were old like I am. And they, they slowly turned it over to their kids. And the kids are like, well, we're going to let you know, Bob over here run this part. And I'm going to run this part. And they kind of separated it out a little bit for, to run it. Because, you know, well, why work that fucking hard like Grandpa and Grandma did? You know, they fucking busted their ass on all of it, you know, and then acquiring it and getting the cattle and making good money to where now it's like, I, you know, I kind of like driving around in my fucking, you know, electric, you know, fucking Tesla. I don't want to go out there. So, so you see that the, the, the generation that earned that wealth, that built that ranch, they understood it and they, they earned it. And each subsequent generation, you know, we've, we've seen people like, I think one of the only guys that inherited something was Trump. And he didn't inherit the Trump, you know, fortune because it wasn't that big when he inherited, when his father died. And so what he did was his, his father gave him a couple million, I think, two, three million dollars. And Trump took that and built it. And... and, and to, to be in a, you know, worth billions. Because when he got it, it was, you know, his dad probably gave him the, you know, couple billion and maybe, a, a, I mean, a couple million and a couple million to his, his other kids. And that was, that was the size of that fortune. Trump, one of the few people that actually built it more, made it bigger. The other ones probably spent the money and live a very comfortable life living off the interest. But Trump wasn't good at that. He didn't know. He's like, I want to I wanna build this into a couple, you know, as I think, $20, $40 billion, you know, when he ran for president. Now he's down to about $10 because he did literally spend his money to get where he got politically, and they fucked him. That's, you know, it's, you know, should have known better. So, Gonzalo Larry is talking about these, these, you know, like our, our leaders in America, quite literally. They didn't earn that power that America could wield on a world stage. They had inherited it. And they were probably like Trunk's kids, you know, with like FDR and all those guys that after, you know, World War One and Two, those that generation that maybe didn't lay down their life, but they were part of that earning process. And now we have the, the grandkids that are just squandering the wealth. And I thought that's such a, a good way to look at it because we've all seen people in the news. We might even know people, like I know the ranchers and a few really wealthy people that have earned the right to say, I'm worth $100 million because I earned it. Their kids will never be able to say that. And so we've seen people win the lottery, you know, the, the Super Bowl ball or whatever, you know, 20, 30 million dollars and end up fucking dying and overdosing or squandering it and being broke, you know, because they didn't earn it. We've seen rock stars and Western singers and sports and athletes make, you know, 20, 30 million dollars a year playing basketball. They earned it 
but then they turn it over to a manager as they're as they're out earning it, and the managers rob them blind, like Elvis Presley and 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 uh, Willie Nelson, and no, there's just the list goes on and on and on. See, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, they incorporated and they managed their own wealth, and so they're all super rich still because they didn't have managers that were actually spending their money. Mick Jagger has a master's degree in business. He's not a fucking moron. He might look weird, but he's not a moron. And so he set up his band as a, as a you know, kind of like, you know, like a business is owned by the employees. They're all very, very wealthy, you know. So anyway, I'm sidetracking. So when he made that, that, that comment about, you know, like America and our leaders now, and you look at the military now, they've inherited power. And, and you got Millie Vanilli running around with this, you know, two masks on. He looks like Darth Vader, you know, and, and Austin Powers and, you know, I, I, whoever that is, uh, Powers that runs some things. And, and you got, what's her name, you know, Newland, Victoria Newland. And, and you look, you know, there's Blinken and all these people that have now just... They're just bureaucrats that have no concept of what it is to wield that much power because they didn't earn it. No fucking idea. And it kind of puts things in perspective when you look at it. It's like, you know, we are all born into this wealth and this power called America. And and then, you know, we rather be in descendants of but we were never there when grandma and grandpa built that thing. You know, they were called the, the greatest generation and all that stuff. We don't know what it was like. We can talk about it. And a lot of the soldiers that have gone over and fought in all the wars, a lot of them come home and just go, what the fuck did I fight for? I went over to Iraq because I was lied to. And, and now what do I got? You know, I, I see my rights going everywhere. Is this what I fought for? Is this what I lost my brothers for? And see, they can look back at what grandma and grandpa did, but they don't understand it. And they were duped by people that never earned the power of America on the world stage. And they squandered it. And now Russia looks at us because, see, Russia and Putin, quite literally, when, 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 the Soviet Union, you know, the this communist part of you know Russia, the USSR, collapsed. There was, you know, a few leaders there that kind of kind of helped keep it together, and then Putin became pretty much like the grandparents. He had to go and scratch and claw. To get Russia to where they are now in that 20, 30 years. So he was the founder of that ranch, basically, like that I knew the people of that was like great power. He built it. So when, when, when we sanctioned him, yeah, did it hurt? Sure. Is he still probably pissed? Like, yeah, you fucker, you won't buy my cattle. Good thing for me, I have another 10,000 customers that will buy my cattle. But if I can't use the, the cattle exchange, you've made it hard on me. But see, I'm not, I'm not going to let you set me back. 
not going to allow that to happen. Not going to work. So he's the, the, the person you would sit there and go, he's of that generation. So you got to look at it from Putin is the hardcore you know, guy that's sitting there going, I, I built the F- Russian Federation with my own two hands. Me and a handful of people have fought and died for what we are now. And Russia has a good fucking economy. They have oil and cobalt and all these minerals and fertilizer and wheat. And he took basically like what America was when when we kicked England to the fucking curb. The founding, you know, fathers, because they were men, sorry women, but they were men. They weren't misogynistic, but they were men. I mean, look at Abigail Adams. She had a big part in the founding of this country. Her husband got all the glory. It's kind of the way it was. When the founding fathers built this country, they took it from, you know, kind of a wreck because England was fucking England. And a lot of the people that were still considered themselves English subjects, they had to, you know, tell a lot of them the, the, what did they call them? Uh, They had a name for them, you know, basically the, the English subjects that wouldn't, didn't like what America had done by fighting for independence. They sent them packing. So they get the fuck out. So they had to build it up. And then they got it to where we were after World War One and Two, to all the Industrial Revolution and, and wealth generation. And then they inherited it, boom, and now have fucked it all up, just like the great grandkids of the ranchers I knew, boom, fucked it all up. They're in the process, not bankrupt, but you've seen it in the news where, you know, farms, big giant farms were, you know, really good, and then bam. You know, some kid graduated high school, thought he knew shit, fucked it all up, lost all their land rights, all this stuff, you know, playing these little games. doesn't mean the family's broke. It just means that that thing that built the wealth is now broken and it will never build wealth again. You, you broke the alien tech machine that created wealth. You killed the goose that laid the golden egg. You still have a shit ton of golden eggs and you will be set for life. But what about the next generations? What about the people that worked for that golden goose and fed that golden goose and collected the eggs from that golden goose? They've all lost their jobs, see? So in, a, in America now, uh, we're, we're run by idiots and Putin is the new generation in the Russian Federation who has values, morals, all these things and, and has built in 30 years or whatever it's been since he's been the president, Russia from shambles to the Russian Federation that can literally look America in the eye and go, no, fuck you. We're, we're not going to give, we're not going to collapse under your stupid sanctions. Sorry. You know, we don't play the game that way over here. You know, if you want to impose your, 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 your football rules on us that are playing football and soccer or whatever, you know, we're just, we don't play that way. And so, sorry, you know, you're, you're not going to intimidate me because what you're doing has no intimidation value to the economy we set up. You know, it's just, it, it's like, you know, it's like the NFL writing the baseball league and going, 
do it this way. And they're like, oh, no, uh, you know, it doesn't work that way. Well, then we won't let our fans go there. It's like your fans are not our fans, even though they're all the same people. They come to us for different reasons. Go fuck yourself and shut up. And that's kind of where we're at now. So I, I thought it was an, a, a great analogy to why, like, why is America doing such stupid shit? You know, we have, well, you know, you got going back to Wilson, you know, back when there was freedom and liberty and the, and the, you know, industrial age and where, where people were like the, the Vanderbilt family had more boats in their Navy because they were shipping than the United States Navy. And they did it because they weren't taxed. There was no income tax. So they did benevolent things. They were altruistic. The Gettys built museums and stuff and opera houses and libraries because they had so much fucking money. And then once, you know, we bucked it all up. So you go back that far. How many generations of children that are now just fucking dumbasses? So we never, never built that power. When we hear that our rights are being stolen, we have no idea what that means. We're just like, I, I don't understand. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, I've heard said that, you know, just because it doesn't say you don't have the right to run barefoot in the sprinklers through a park, doesn't mean you don't have the right to run barefoot through the sprinklers in the park. You have all the rights there, you know, and, and, and so like they're talking about this abortion thing and, you know, they're going to kick it back down to the states and everyone's like, well, but then people have the right to have an abortion and, and kill their baby. It's like you don't have the right to commit murder. You don't have the right to trespass on my property. I don't have the right to come into your home and harass or intimidate you. I have all the rights and so do you. But people don't understand the borders of those rights, which is what I tried to convince the judge in court. It's like, this is private property. There's a glaring fucking line there that you just can't see it because you're one of the generations that are also stupid. And so we're losing everything and it's almost because of inheritance, you know, if you wanted to look at it that way, it's like we inherited something and rather than figure out how it became great, kind of like Trump, it's like, thanks for the $2 million, Dad. I am smart enough to build that even greater and become a billionaire and build an empire based on your principles. See, we didn't do that. We didn't become America the super great America, like with all the rights now and borders and, and protection of those rights to where when some some city bureaucrat walks on my property, I just can't pick up the phone and call 911 and go, hey, get him out of here. And the cop shows up. It's like, what the fuck are you doing on his property? Get the fuck out of here. Well, we got this piece of paper that says we can regulate what he's building. It's like, we don't recognize that. That's just, that's stupid paper. Go away. You have no authority under law to do what you're doing. Mr. Boyle, would you like to press charges on this guy? And it's like, well, yeah, actually I would. Because if I don't, the next time there's a little wee little precedent set. I need to make this guy understand. Just like they used to hang cattle rustlers 
you know, it wasn't, it didn't go through court and appeals for generations. You just caught him. The sheriff said, yep, that's your brand. He's tried to change it, but I can tell that's old and this is new. Yep. Hang him over there. That, that fucking tree will be fine. We don't have time to fuck with this. Hang him. You know, and fuck, even thieves back there were like, yeah, I stole it. You know, hang me with a good, clean conscience. I'm a bad guy. Whatever. So we have gone so far away from that that it's it's crazy. And now we don't understand that we still have rights. There's a new report by uh, the Reese report uh, that... uh, I can't think of the guy's name, John Reese or something. Does on Alex Jones. You go to band.video. Band.video instead of .com. It's .video. And you watch the the, the report, and it, it talks about this stuff. And then you, you watch it, and you just kind of see these things that we're allowing, like the mandates and the, the mask and the vaccine passports. And, and we all bitch about it, you know, the majority – but nowadays, with the lack of control on media, at big tech, and our politicians, they run roughshod, basically. And and no matter, even if it's a majority of people, you know, because we're a democracy, don't want mass mandates and, and vaccine passports, the media and big tech and politicians say, well, yeah, you do. Well, you're an anomaly. Shut up. You know. Uh, you know, you hear people talk like politicians go, you know, like, uh, what's her name, Raggedy Ann, or, you know, or what's the other word they call her? Uh, um, peppermint Patty. <laughs> you know, uh, she'll sit there and go, well, you know, what's his name, Ducey, uh, the young kid, Ducey. She's like, most people have said that they agree with, I don't know, gun laws. Most people, you know, in America have already agreed that, you know, we need stricter gun laws and more safety. And you're like, there is not one fact, not even from the FBI that says that. But they'll say it. And then if Ducey, you know, follows up with a question like, where are you getting these facts? So it's like, it's everywhere. Look it up. And then she dismisses it and goes to the next person. And all the other media people. People like, you know, from fucking Finding Nemo, mine, 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 mine. Can I ask a question? Mine, mine. And they don't, you know, they just run around and, and run over the, the truth with like a, a deuce and a half. Just. <laughs> and then we're sitting there going, well, you know, he asked and she said, you know, most people agree with this. And, and maybe I'm wrong for thinking I have rights. And then it's over. So if. if you know, it, we are not the generation that created freedom and liberty in America. And, and we did not, we inherited it, something great. We inherited alien technology that would work fine. And we're the generation that allowed others to break it by setting back and, and going, stop, don't, don't, don't hit it with a hammer. What? No, don't do that. But we didn't get out on the field and just kick their ass which is what our founding fathers did. You know, there was, you know, they peacefully protested to England for, God, a couple hundred years. And finally, they just got to a point, it's like, you know what, fuck you, kill them. That's it. And we're at war now. And we're not going to do that in America because we're just too motherfucking peaceful. It's just 
fucking give up on that horse shit, okay? Got it? So, that's where we're at. That's the analogy I would like to put. Is, is like, look at it through the prism of inheritance. You know, we didn't build this. We're Americans by virtue of blood, family, basically. And we inherited, you know, the remnants of what our grandparents inherited called America's greatness. And then each generation has allowed it to become worth less and less and less. So we think we inherited something great. And and we didn't. Like the Walton family inherited the billions of dollars from Walmart. But each generation will inherit less and less and less. And, you know, you can't mix, you know, finances with, you know, rights. But trying to make a point there that every generation if we don't do like donald trump and i'm not i don't want donald trump to be the next president you know he fucked up a lot by being an idiot and and you know unless he shows me which he has not done how much he's learned then i I don't want him to be the next president he's he's a fuck up too but he took two million or three million whatever it was i mean the numbers jump all over the map kind of like a fucking meter that's you know got a magnet running over it but he built it more our founding fathers built it great it was almost perfect so it was so perfect you know you they didn't really need to do a whole lot with it but the reality is that you know it's gotten all messed up now i gotta figure out how to back this trailer in here um so you you got to look at it as we could, America could be like beyond the shining city on the hill. America could be the shining fucking metropolis on the hill with just freedom fucking dripping out of our asses. But no, it, it's gotten to where it, it's run by by fucking morons, and that's just gravity and and. You know, Rome was a great and free republic until it wasn't. You know, so many great countries were so fucking awesome throughout history. And they fucked up too. And so we're in the process of fucking up also. And it's all but over. You know, I hate to say it, but it literally is basically fucking over for America. And we need to understand that to actually build our country back better. And and a campaign slogan is not going to build back better for America at all. So anyway, before I push over my uh, canopy here, but <laughs> fucking running it over. Um, I'm going to let you go. So, alrighty. That was fun. I hope this helped. Think about it. Kind of try to put it in perspective that you can understand. Love y'all. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space. And we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.